the way you can get to do more of the work that you want to be doing is to be a self-starter in it, right? Whether that's literally starting a project, whether that's starting research around it, whether that's starting some learning and communicating that you're learning this to your manager, all of that can really help you get into a position to take on the kind of work that you want to be doing. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. And today we're going to talk about something that is top of mind for me and also for Femke. So it's, I don't know, I brought it up and she was like, I've been thinking about that too. <laughs> so I love when that happens. We're going to talk about how you choose which projects to take on at work. And now I know this isn't always something that we do have the option of picking, especially earlier in our career, but there's often ways we can advocate for the types of projects we want to be working on, make that known to our managers so that when they come up, we are thought of for it. We're going to talk about how we think about what projects we would ideally like to work on as part of our jobs and how we go about making that happen as well. Should be a good one. First though, Fem, how have you been? How's life going? I have been really good, thank you. I published my side income video this week. Yes, which was amazing. Thank you. Huge congrats. Let's not spoil it. Everyone <laughs> should just go watch it and see how much Femme beat her goal. I spoiled some of it slightly just then, but yeah, go go watch it. <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, the response from that has been really positive, which I'm relieved about. I feel, you know, as always, when you're sharing transparency, Apparently, financials, money that you're making and earning, there's always a little bit in the back of my head of like, oh gosh, how is this going to be received? Is someone not going to appreciate this? Uh, but so far, overwhelmingly have had positive feedback. So I'm very, very happy and very stoked about that. Good. Very happy to. And you are very good in the video too. Like you, you like genuinely said thank you to all the people you've mentored and the people who've joined your membership community and how could anyone not be rooting for you, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Lo love to have uh, have you as my number one fan, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. <laughs> and how about you? How are things going on your side? Well, this is my, um, I've officially been back in Spain for a week as of like probably around right now. I probably got home around this time last last Saturday. And yeah, I feel like I've tried really hard to get into a healthier work routine since coming back. Um, definitely something that was encouraged by my design leadership coach that I'm working with at the moment. Um, I really thought maybe we can do a whole episode about like, I don't know, being coached and things like that. But I honestly thought that the advice I'd be getting would be like how to manage my team and like, here's how to deal with this situation. And like, honestly, it's been a lot of, no, 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 you need to sort take care of yourself. First. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before you can think about your team and I'm like okay yeah I do got some shit to work on yeah the classic like airplane safety advice of like put your mask on before you help others yep. yeah classic mm -hmm. so yeah I've been doing getting into a healthier like work routine as like she's helped me work work on it uh, we've figured it out together and I mean it's only been one week but it's been going well so yeah ask me about it next time and I'll, I'll let you know if I'm still sticking with it yeah that's really great to hear I mean I am always stoked to hear you know the focus on more healthy habits and better balance so it's good that you're focusing on that for sure uh, before we get into today's topic though we do have a sponsor for this month on the podcast which is Zeppelin and mm -hmm. today we want to talk a little bit about Zeppelin's Figma plugin and how you can actually integrate your Figma designs right into Zeppelin. So 
Zeppelin has a Figma plugin, which you can download on the community Figma store. And it basically lets you push and sync your designs from Figma right into Zeppelin. So Zeppelin kind of acts as a source of truth. And what I also really like is that Zeppelin is also a great home for your developers to come in and see like the final specs and the final designs that you've decided to push into Zeppelin. So developers then get sort of the locked in designs that have all of the specs that you need to build from while you can continue actually designing in Figma. So no more kind of like messy sort of, oh, here's the final, but I'm working over here on the work in progress. You can like push your final work into Zeppelin while you're still sort of designing and iterating on the next version. And what I like about it too, is that it's, it's easiest like selecting the frames and pushing sync, I think on the, on the plugin. So you're not having to like export everything and re-upload it, yes. which is really great. Um, and the reason that Zeppelin like exists and like that this is a, a good workflow is because, you know, you work with developers and QAs and PMs and people who maybe don't know how a design tool works and maybe don't need to know, honestly, either. And so, yeah, getting the designs out of Figma and into Zeppelin means that they're seeing it in like a, I don't know, maybe we'll call it a less complex space. Um, they're not going to be distracted by all your layers and whether they're named or not, which yep. in my case, they never are. <laughs> Guilty. Um, and they're just going to be able to see the designs and go from there and also add in the code side of it as well. So you can have the components from Figma synced and the devs can put in their code and both of those can live together in Zeppelin. So yeah, check out the Zeppelin Figma plugin. It's at zeppelin.io slash Figma or like Fem said, search for it in the Figma community and check it out. Yeah. Thanks to Zeppelin for being our sponsor today. Yeah. Well, okay. Projects and picking them. So this came up for me because I'm in a situation now where I'm not the only designer on my team. And that means that I don't have to work on absolutely everything anymore, which is nice. And it also means that I have to choose, like, what am I going to work on? What's David going to work on? That's the other designer on my team. And yeah, it really got me thinking about how do I make that choice? How do I decide what is best for me? What is best for him? What does he want to do? What do I want to do? And how do we how do we figure that all out? So that's why it's been on my mind. But you've had a situation recently where you kind of got to make this choice yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, for me in the past, this has more been not necessarily what project, like like the decision around what project to work on, but more like what team, which then influences the projects. So I switched teams at the beginning of this year, but sort of when we were talking about it in December that I was going to be switching teams, I had the option to kind of choose which team. Uh, there were two teams at Simple that needed a designer and had different kind of projects and various opportunities on their roadmap. And I basically got to make the decision of which team I wanted to join. And so I have had experience in this and trying to decide. Uh, so yeah, I, so far I'm pretty happy with my choice, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into this, I think. And I feel grateful that I was in a position to decide because I've had moments in the past where I haven't been able to decide. And like my managers kind of just decided for me or put me somewhere uh, so this was the first time I kind of had control of my own destiny, I guess, and could make the decision on my own. Do you think, because um, maybe like, yeah, before we get into talking about how to make the choice and what factors go into it, we should talk about how you get into a position to even make the choice or to advocate for it. Um, is it because you're a senior designer at Simple that you got the choice? Maybe it's because it's a smaller company too? Yeah, I feel like it's a mix of both of those things. And I also think my manager played a role in this, like having a supportive manager who acknowledges 
what my goals are and my growth opportunities and wanted to let me kind of have the opportunity to decide based on that also. Because, I mean, ultimately she could have just decided for me and never said anything and been like, cool, you're moving to this team. It's been decided. Yeah. Uh, so I think a bit of like a mix of those things. Yeah, I, I've, I've never had to had that choice, you know, to move teams or whatever, but I've definitely, I felt like throughout my career have tried to advocate for the type of work that I want to be doing and yeah. always talk to my manager about it too. Like I remember even back at my first ever design job at Mitsubishi Electric, I was the graphic designer on a marketing team and I told my manager, I really want to design more web projects. How, like, how can we make that happen? There was another designer on the team, um, when I first started who had more web speciality. So they just like by default went to him and I spoke up and I was like, Hey, I would really love to like try and learn this too. So like, if you could hand some my way, then, then let's make that happen. Which looking back now, I'm like really proud that I did that. For sure. Was, that's hard. You know, in my first year of my career. Yeah. Uh, but like, truly you don't get what you don't ask for. Um, you know, you just leave it up to chance. So, and you don't have to be demanding about it. It's just simply like letting your manager know this is the type of work that I'm interested in. Like, like you, obviously now I'm in a place where I really can pick and choose because I'm more senior in my career and I'm leading the team. Yeah. I guess are you, because you're like, you're a manager, but you're also still doing some IC work from what I understand. So are you kind of in this position where do you like delegate things or is it like you both look at the roadmap and projects together, the two of you and decide who's going to take what or like, what's that process like, I guess? Yeah, we're still sort of figuring it out, but really I think it always helps to have a decision maker in stuff like this. And right. so I am the ultimate like decision maker of like putting all the pieces together. But of course I'm like, taking in what David wants to work on as part of that as well, you know, to, to make sure that's factored in to my decision. Um, but recently, so where this came up specifically, um, I talked them through a couple of the upcoming projects that we're going to have and just said like, you know, think about what you would be most excited to work on from these. And he was kind of like, this is tough because they would all be great. And I would be happy <laughs> to work on any of them. And I was like, well, me too. So crap, how do I make this How decision? do we decide? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, okay. Here's what it came down to. And maybe I'll talk specifics. Um, the two key ones were working on the like conversion rate and like our pricing page in particular and features section as we make a couple of positioning changes. And then um, the other project is working on the state of the creator economy report, which by the way, please check out the link in the show notes. If you're a plug. creator and haven't done the survey yet, <laughs> do me a favor, plug, plug, plug. But yeah, we're going to be um, doing like a full website design and a PDF design and, you know, sort of sub brand around that report coming out um, in a few months time. So that's a project that needs to be worked on. And I was deciding between these two, like of these, what do I work on? What does David work on? And to start with from the outside, it kind of seemed more obvious that I should work on the design of the report because I had been sort of spearheading the project itself and working on the survey and, you know, getting really close to that and all up and running it. So it, it kind of would have made sense, but I decided actually, you know what, if I'm going to be so involved in the like writing and analysis side of it, do I really have time to dedicate to the design side as well? Also, I saw David having great ideas for it too. And I just thought, okay, maybe this should be something that he takes on. Um, another factor in this for me is looking at my like body of work and looking out for 
like projects that are missing, I guess, if I was to put together a portfolio, which I don't currently have. Right. <laughs> but um, at ConvertKit over the past couple of years, I've designed several micro sites, you know, little sub brands with their own sub site. I feel like I've got some really good solid examples of those and I've had a lot of experience with them. But what I've really been missing and what I want to do more of is the core marketing site pages itself. So that was another factor in my decision was what is missing from um, my recent experience, from my work. Like if I was to put together a portfolio, what would be the better choice here? So that was that was the decision. Yeah. And what was like the response from David? Was he like, cool, sounds good. David's excited. <laughs> great. Yeah. David's like, great, let me, let me get into it. He's going to start putting together some mood boards and things. I think this is going to be fun to work on it together as well. I think we'll feel less siloed in that I'm still involved in that project mm-hmm. from the, the content side, but he is as well from the design side. So it'll be fun to like actually work together on something rather than both be working on separate things. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think the consideration of what you might be missing in your portfolio or in your sort of breadth of experience is definitely a good consideration. Uh, I feel like I've thought about this a little bit also when I was trying to decide which team to join I was like well which one's going to have like the more type of projects that I'm looking to either grow or develop in or include on my portfolio like where basically is there a skill opportunity for me to develop and, and progress my skills so I think it's important yeah can you get into some more specifics in your situation as specific as you feel like you can yeah so I basically had the opportunity to choose between two teams one team was uh it, it is called like the growth onboarding team so it would have been working on a lot of like experiments with regards to onboarding and growth Uh, and the other team was a more platform level team which includes everything from like design systems to also just like platform experiences across the whole ecosystem so that one involves more of like working with other teams and other designers and sort of being like an advocate for the platform and things like that whereas the growth one was more like kind of micro projects and a lot of uh, small experimental kind of work and like A-B tests. So I chose the platform one because I felt like it had more opportunity for me to sort of push myself into like moving up to more platform level thinking, ecosystem design. Like leadership within the company too, you know, yes, you're like liaising with different teams. Yeah, Mm. like, yeah, advocating for our platform and design system and helping other designers like bring and embed their projects into the platform uh, versus like smaller experimental project type work. Uh, Experimental type work was also not something I necessarily did during my time at Uber, but I was very close to a team that did do that. And I didn't hear good things about that kind of work. So I was also a little bit like hesitant of like, oh, I don't know if that's like really the kind of work I want to be doing. Like I'd seen the struggles of my peers at Uber mm-hmm. going through mm-hmm. that kind of work. So I was also a little bit cautious there, but yeah, ultimately kind of just d- made a decision based on my own growth and what I wanted to learn and the kind of influence I wanted to have at the company, I guess. Nice. And when you communicated this decision to your manager, did you explain that that was the reason why? Did you did you talk about that? She was like, I f- 
she she kind of knew already what I was going to decide. Like when I said it, she was like, yeah, I feel like that's the right decision. Like that feels like the right place for you to go. I was thinking the same thing. So I was like, great. Thank, like thankfully we're on the same page because, you know, yep. who knows what would have happened otherwise. But uh, yeah, she was very supportive and also recognized that that was the team that had more opportunity for me. Nice. Yeah, that's good. And it's funny, but we're very different people, obviously, but I'm such a like data nerd that I would have 100% picked the experiments one. <laughs> yeah, see, it's just very, very different kind of work. You know, there's enough work for all of us as designers to specialize in our different areas. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of like something I went through towards the end of last year. Um, so yeah, now I'm on this platform team and it's actually a brand new team. That was also something that you know, I had to consider is the growth team existed already. This new platform team is brand new. So everyone was new to this team in January. Um, so we're still, we are still like figuring out a little bit how we work, what's our process, like what's our mandate and our vision and our values. So it's it's been fun to go through that process as well of like establishing a team. Yeah. And I guess maybe it's too early to know how you've decided to uh, figure out the projects within the team. Uh, maybe there'll be some more chances for you to advocate and yeah. make decisions there. Yeah, I mean, there is a roadmap uh, that we've been working on, uh, but I am feeling that it's a little bit more self-starty, this this mm. team, where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. what's like, I have some availability. I'm going to look at the roadmap, what's coming up, what can I like sort of just self-start and take initiative in. Uh, so I feel like there's a bit more autonomy on this team between like product and design, um, everyone's kind of like self-starting and pushing the projects ahead on their own, uh, which is cool, cool opportunity. Actually, I really like that you brought up self-starting because I think this is a way that people who are more like more junior in their career where they cannot make the choice themselves about projects yet, um, but a way you can get to do more of the work that you want to be doing is to be a self-starter, mm -hmm. right? Whether that's literally starting a project, whether that's starting research around it, whether that's starting some learning and communicating that you're learning this to your manager, yep. all of that can really help you get into a position to take on the kind of work that you want to be doing. Totally. You don't like you cannot just wait around to be asked to do it. That is, I guess if, if there's going to be one main takeaway from this episode, <laughs> I want it to be that is like, do not wait to get the type of work that you want to be doing. Like you've got to make it happen for yourself. Yeah. And I think this is why, I mean, at least in my experience, having these conversations with my manager has been so beneficial, like making sure that my manager knows what I want to learn, what my goals are so they can, not only like see opportunities that I don't necessarily get visibility into and like they can pass them on to me, but also I, I feel like it gives me that uh, permission, not that you necessarily need it, but like it gives you that confidence, I guess, to like go and self-start knowing that, okay, well, I've talked about doing something like this with my manager. We know that this is something I want to grow in or work on. Uh, so I think it's always a good conversation to have. And okay, maybe we need to go back a little bit and I don't know, talk about how you spot those gaps mm -hmm. in your portfolio or in your skill set, because that's kind of like the baseline we're saying, right, is pick the work that's going to help you grow, that's going to fill a gap, that's going to like align with this area that will help you get to the next place you want in your career. How do you figure that out what that actually <laughs> is, though, what those gaps are? What, what was that like for you? I feel like this is two things. One is performance feedback like what is the feedback okay, I've gotten yep. from my peers or people I've worked with often 
during that feedback process, there are questions around like, what can Femke continue developing? Or like, what are the opportunities for her? So that's one thing, right? Getting that feedback and hearing from your peers where they think the opportunities are or where there's room for you to grow. And then I think the second one is what do I want? Like, what am I interested in? What do I want to learn? What are my goals? Where do I want to grow? And then kind of taking those two things and seeing where there is overlap. And that's usually where I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going to focus my effort and energy on to continue progressing. I'm doing a little quiet slow clap over there. I love everything (laughs) you just said because yeah, your own interests are important and Ideally, obviously, if you're interested in something, it means you're going to be more motivated with it. 100%. Yeah, more more interested in doing the learning that comes behind doing something that might be new as well. So I love that. Um, and maybe actually, I know I said before that a main takeaway is to ask for what you want, but can I add another one? Yes. Um, <laughs> is to say that don't just pick, if you have if you have the chance to, don't just pick the projects that are comfortable for you. Always make your choices as much as you can Mm -hmm. surrounding like in service of growth, in service of growth for you as a designer and in your career. And so that does mean having some sort of vision of where you want to be going and what you want to be doing. Like um, that's what factored into my choice, honestly, is that I know that the like type of work that I want to be focused on doing in you know in my career is improving marketing sites i'm just a nerd for it like i said conversion rate doing tests that sort of thing taking something that exists iterating on it and so if i think about that if i think you know this is the type of work that i want to focus on doing then obviously choosing to work on the feature pages is a better choice for me than working on the new project with its own brand that is going to be hella fun. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I would love to do both. <laughs> but, you know, um, one clear, more clearly aligns with the direction that I want to go in the future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I am terrified of working on platforms. Like when I joined the team, I was like, oh my gosh, am I qualified to be here? I've never worked on design systems before. Now I'm like, helping build a whole design system for our whole company like I don't really know what I'm doing but like I I know that because I'm feeling that way I'm doing something right like I'm on the edge of the comfort zone I'm being like pushed in a positive reinforcing way I have the support of my colleagues my manager so like I'm in a supportive environment and like that that feels good like I know I'm kind of on the right track you know yeah yeah totally I wonder if this um I don't know I I do want to keep this to talking about making choices at work yeah about projects but do you use a similar approach to choosing new side project things like in service of growth and that sort of thing because I I don't know if I do I'm gonna be yeah, honest I don't, think I don't know so. if I really think about that <laughs> yeah I think sometimes my side project ideas are very uh what's the word for when you just do something like really quickly without much thought off the cuff yeah like oh Sporadic? I had this yeah. yeah like oh I had this idea for this thing like I'm just gonna play around in this tool for an hour and like see if I can set it up and then cool okay let's try it. like very experimental I guess like oh I'm just gonna try this thing and not put too much thought or effort or energy into it um and kind of see what sticks like that's kind of been more mm. my approach I guess I guess maybe maybe I do choose side projects in service of growth, but it's not so much growing my skill set. It's, well, yeah, I guess like my work situation where I'm thinking about the work I want to be doing in the future, I suppose I pick my side projects 
on like what do I want to be known for and what do I want to have done yeah when I look back on my on my career uh, which is like how I'm focusing on a book, for example, uh, which I guess is definitely a stretch in the growth direction as well. For sure. <laughs> but that wasn't why I picked it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, I didn't pick mm-hmm. it because I was like, I want to challenge myself to write a book. I was like, no, I want to have written a book. So now I've got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the challenge is it at work. And then my side projects, I want to keep them like fun and like stress free. Good point. You know, good so point. Yeah, with my side projects, I, I sort of intentionally stick to what I know, I guess. I feel like actually, honestly, there's some times that I'm in that mode at work as well. There's, um, I think I've brought it up before and I still can't remember what book it's from, but it's this concept of superstars and rock stars. Yeah, it's in Radical Candor. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Yep, Radical Candor. <laughs> superstars are the ones who are like in gr- massive growth mode. They are learning. They are like up leveling, upskilling and like really going for it. Rock stars are doing their job, doing it really freaking well. Yeah. But they're not like looking to extend out. They're like steady as a rock. Yeah. Sort of thing. And I definitely have fluctuated between both of those modes in my work where I've picked projects or like advocated to take on projects that were easier. And that's okay too, I think. You know, sometimes you're just not in a phase of life where you want to be challenged. Um, You talking about how your side projects are like the comfort and the fun really made me think of that. Uh, where like let's not put challenge on ourselves from all aspects of our lives (laughs) totally totally yeah and uh, like I don't get to choose every project all the time you know sometimes it's like okay this thing's on the roadmap it's a priority that's what's going to come next you know you don't always get the freedom to choose necessarily uh so I definitely go through phases of like yeah I'm gonna like totally push myself on this like project that's totally out of my comfort zone and then the next project might be like cool like this just has to get done. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice to have that mix of things. Oh, yeah, well. yeah. You don't want to be like stretching yourself all the time, every project. At least I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't either. I'm sure there's some people out there who do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope this episode gives you some, I don't know, maybe some confidence to talk to your manager about what you want to be working on. Maybe do some thinking for yourself over the weekend or I don't know, after you listen to this about what actually would be the type of work that I need to fill gaps in my portfolio, to explore a skill set that I want to stretch and grow in so that you know what to advocate for and how to look out for it when those opportunities arise. Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing this topic idea to the show, Charlie. I love that it was just something was both relevant for us. That's great when that happens. (laughs) Of course, yeah, serendipitous. And if you're listening and you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, you can always reach out to us. We are at designlife.fm on Twitter, or you can send us an email. Just check out our website, designlife.fm. Thanks again to Zeppelin for sponsoring. Check them out at zeppelin.io. They'll be linked in the description as well. All right. Awesome. Chat next week. Bye. Bye.